1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves, the official sponsor of HockeyFights.com. If you love blood, go check out some of Shane Knighty's fights. The guy gets cut so easy, he's just bleeding all over the ice. And we're, we're happy to have him on the show today. Shane Knighty, thanks for coming, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, actually,
0: I got I got good Ukrainian leather skin. It's not too bad. It, it doesn't cut that easily, but it does
1: get cut a lot or used to. <laughs> He was the one doing the cuts. The guy was an absolute no. animal. I'm serious. No. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, you go check out his fights, and then you're there for an hour and a half. You got some good fights under your belt, Shane.
0: You know what? There's some, but it's I. Most of mine came before the days of being able. The old IHL. Uh, I was a 22 year old, and you know, when you don't really, kind of when you're coming in and trying to your craft. And I played one year in the American League, and then I went to the I. And I'm like. All right, well, let's see. You know, And then all of a sudden, at that time, the ice was 97. You're fighting like all these guys that had already done it in the NHL and now are just down in the eye and they're good players. But you're 22 and don't know that. You're like, oh, I'll take this guy on. And, oh, Phil Crow. And then there's Mel Engelstad. And then there's uh, – it's just – yeah, I think I had like 22 that year. But that was, uh, that was before the video days. Who's the toughest guy you fought? Uh, Engelstad, Mel Engelstad's up there.
1: Ooh, I have no idea who that is. Is that bad on me? Are you serious? Dead yeah, serious. I'm. I kind of
0: you never heard of the Mangler, Mel
1: hey, Have you heard
0: about this guy? No, I haven't. Yeah, he was a. I don't. Know, he actually uh, back in the day. I think he did a camp in Chicago and may have had got the best of Proby. No. Um, wow. Yeah, Mel said uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners you'll you'll get some comments. People will tell you who he was. A Ty Domi, of course. My first NHL one was Ken Belanger, which uh, he was a big, scary lefty. Not as big as you, Johnny, but a big boy. Um, there is, yeah. I was always on my weight class. I was, you know, I was six two in the program, maybe six one in real life. You fought up
1: always. You always brought the, brought the effort. I would say, who, what, what is one fight when everybody's like, oh, Shane Knighty? You're like, check out this fight. Which, which is a fight you send people? Uh,
0: you, I, oh, I don't send people. I, there's not many. I never send anybody. The one that gets referenced the most, and I think you guys have put it out there, is uh, the Boston, the Niskanen, and probably more because of the call by Jack Edwards. Um, yeah, I, you know, I fought Domi a few times. He got me into the Bambi legs. Uh, yeah, hitting him was like, I might as well punch the wall behind me. But same effect.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like, do you honest? Do you feel good about that? Like, I would have loved to be knocked out by Ty Domi because it's Ty Domi or even like a Bob Probert, someone like that. It's like I stood in there. You know what I mean? I took one from one of the best. There's no shame in that.
0: No, no, there isn't. It's uh, I, I in there with him. Yeah, a few times, a couple of times. I think uh, we did. He was a tough guy. There's, there's always, you know, back then, there's so many guys that could do it. And, like I said, that year in the IHL, there's a lot of guys that that had done it in the NHL and then were kind of winding their careers down as you know goal scorers playing in the, you know, the IHL, and they were top players on that team. And I didn't know that. I'm like, oh, this guy, why is he acting so tough? Well, then I heard what he had done before previously. I'm like, oh, that would explain it.
1: <laughs> How fast did you learn? It's like maybe oh. I should just pump the brakes a little bit.
0: Well, my first AHL fight I learned right away was uh, Ryan Vandenbush. I'm like, mm. who's, this little who's this little guy running around? I'm like, uh, uh, and finally went. And I remember I threw one right and then ate like 10 lefts, and then I went and got stitched up. And they're like, oh, that's Ryan Vandenbush. You, you didn't have scouting back then. You didn't know about guys unless you asked. And that was different. Like that Binghamton team had him and guys like Eric Cairns and Sylvan Blue. There was like five or six of them. I just figured he was the smallest
1: and then he throws 15 punches before you get your first one off and it's I all- no, I got one off but that was it was he a lefty i think he was yeah uh, he was tough he, go to him when he was in chicago he's got some of the best fights you've ever seen unbelievable but anyways that's your former life now you're you're working for the vegas golden knights how much fun are you having out there just being with this team
0: yeah you know what it's been it's been incredible Um, I had a great gig working for the Winnipeg Jets too before after I retired from playing. And it was just the opportunity. I, you know, sometimes you get a gut feeling and I just figured, okay, I figured hockey would work here in the desert in Vegas, the entertainment capital, not my wildest dreams that I think it would do this quickly, this fastly, this, you know, the passion they have, not only for the team, but for the sport now is kind of what, I expected in my wildest dreams, and it's incredible to be part of the the organization and the way our sport, guys, is growing. It's just at all levels, and you know, I wanted to be part of it not only for the NHL, but see the grassroots and see our our game grow down here, and it it has
1: beyond anything I could have imagined. Do you? Did the guys get noticed on the strip? Like, do you go downtown that often, or are you kind of off the strip? What What is it like? Are there just like tourists everywhere? I'm nice. down there. yeah no
0: he, there's not down on the strips first but it is a town and it's a small city like around two and a half million but uh, people recognize the players you get recognized uh, a lot and uh, for those and there's it's all locals the majority of the you know the fans you get your tourists in especially now it's starting to come back or it is back um and you can on the strip at times but you know there's so many other things outside of, of the strip that you know, I didn't know about until I moved here, but it's uh, it's terrific area. Summerlin, where we live, Henderson where they got the new American hockey league team, uh, just great people, passionate hockey fans. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, the sports are growing here. We seem to be getting a new pro team of some sort just about every month.
1: Yeah. Is it, are you guys worried that the Raiders are going to come in and kind of steal some of the thunder from you guys?
0: No, and the NFL is a beast and you know, the Vegas Raiders, but it's, see the best slogan I think the Golden Knights could have did was the Vegas born, and you know we all know what happened. The organization, that team, uh, this team, the Golden Knights, and this city at that time was just it's incredible they They need each other at the same time and magical year one, and that kind of just formed a bond that's unbreakable and the Vegas born and it's their team whereas the Raiders. I think a lot of people look at it more as a transplant. It's the NFL, so everybody's excited about it. Um, you know, it's a lot less games. It's, uh, so it's, a, it's a different beast, a different animal, but I, I'm excited. I, that we get to have fans in Allegiant stadium. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Garth Brooks opening up July 10th. I'll be there.
1: Ah, I like that. So now fast forward four years, you guys have been successful and now here we are it's year four, right? If I'm correct. And you're, you're correct. two games away from the Stanley cup finals. What's going on there? Why are you guys down three to two to a Montreal Canadiens team that, you know, they have a fantastic goaltender? They work hard, but on paper, Vegas out talents them, outskills them top to bottom. What, what's going on? How's the mood? Why are we down three to two to the Montreal Canadiens right now?
0: It works. They've been outworked to this point. Uh, it's about imposing a game plan, it's a different animal than the regular season. There has to be a bigger will and a bigger want, and right now the Montreal Canadiens are carrying that. It, it, talent, talent aside, it, it's the team beats talent, and that's what's happening right now. Uh, if you if you bring that that work ethic and that teamwork with the talent, you know they should win. Uh, I've said it along. If they bring their game, I believe they can win the series still. But that's that's on the players. Um, you can look at the regular season, and you know you get time. You can get away with trying to be cute at times, but Montreal is playing a man's hard playoff game, and I think we've all underestimated them. T- you look at the team play, Vegas kind of fits into that, that high powered offense. You, you saw the Leafs. they got the Austin Matthews, Neelich, everything. Marner, you know, Torres was out, but sure, still a high powered off shot, able to beat them. Winnipeg Jets, I think one of the most dynamic offensive teams, of course, lost Shifley, but still, Oilers. Uh, and Connor, uh, Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler.
1: You know, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, on and on and, and they swept them. So I, I think we discounted them a bit. I think a lot of people did, but I've watched them play and they buy into their system. They say, they don't try to say, Hey, we're a different team where we need to do this force you to make mistakes. They, they play those big, heavy D man. You've got to You've got to have a real will to go in that area with guys Shea Weber and Ben Schrant, Joel Edmondson, Jeff Petrie. I think they're all 6'3 and up. Yeah. And you've got you've got it. So that Vegas has the ability.
1: They've so got let to- me let me ask you this. Why have they not dressed Ryan Reeves, your biggest, baddest, most physical guy who can get in on those D men and punish them? Why have they not dressed him? We, he's been on the show a few times, pretty good friend of the show. What, what's the reasoning behind that?
0: Because he's not going to score goals. They're trying to find offense. Intimidation is, is uh, you know, I struggle with this. Cause I, I think Ryan Lee, Reeves can be an effective player for them. The, the hand, I think you know, there's some mistakes and some hands uh, handling the puck area that hasn't been there. And Keegan Polisar has emerged on the scene, who's a big body, who's got a little more offense to his game, really – you know, maybe the most improved player I saw this year in all elements, more speed. He can get in uh, against this Montreal team. Uh, all that said, yeah, Ryan Reeves is effective and he can be, you know, if they get going, but if, if Ryan Reeves is what we're going to sit here and discuss as the difference maker. They don't have a chance.
1: Exactly. Do you think they got a little too much big for the britches? Everybody talked about Colorado, Vegas, Colorado, Vegas. This is the big series and they geared up for that and they played well. They dominated Colorado from the start to the finish. And then do you think there's just been a letdown? It's like, okay, we're supposed to walk through this team and it just hasn't gone their way. I, I would think they would be tested because they've been here before. It's just strange to me to have this kind of a letdown. Well, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a letdown that they're not up in the series. They're not out yet. I think the yep. letdown often if they are out. Uh, they talked about how they're resilient and – Again, careful, it was so unknown this year, and everybody just disparaged the North as being this week division and Colorado. It's a different game, Colorado to Montreal. I think Montreal is more similar to what they saw against the Minnesota Wild, which everybody thought they should have walked through that series. But that's the 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 difference in teams. I've heard this from multiple coaches now, is getting smaller and smaller, so minuscule. How close. And I think we're seeing it. How long every series is like the Tampa Bay Lightning after that eight nothing win? Didn't we think well, it's over? No, it's not. And, and that's that speaks to the parity in the league right now, and and how close it is to to have that edge over an opponent. So, but all that said, have they gotten too big? I don't know. I think they maybe might have thought it was easier than it is. I certainly hope not. I think they got a real good veteran group in the Golden Knights room, but right now. Uh, you know, they've been able to get by other games with a little bit of their talents or a break here and there. But Montreal has not broken form at all. And that's, that's where you got to really credit them. So speaking of like uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, like they top guys like Stone and Pacharetti you're getting a lot of spotlight right now. Like how has Montreal neutralized them so well and what do they need to do to get their game going? Well, they forced them to make simple plays and they don't want to. Uh, I think the neutral zone, they've taken it away. They've taken away their speed. They've made it hard to get to the inside ice in the offensive zone. Um, so th- they've done their game plan. I just don't think the Golden Knights have done enough There it's Too much one and done. They're they're known as a resilient four-check team. But uh, uh, I talked to a former, former guy I played with who's now an assistant coach with another team in the NHL, and he was at the game, and he said – their forecheck's non-existent. He says it's one and done. One man, he says there's no F2. So that's coming from someone who analyzes it. So they need to get back to their game. They're just off it. And and it's been thrown off by the play of Montreal. Uh, You mentioned Mark Stone. They're not... Depth can get you so far, but you need your top guys. And yes, pressure comes with the paycheck. That's that's part of it. Uh, And you can name... It's not one or two guys. It's so, so I'll go, you know, Stone, Stevenson, Patch Reddy, Marshall, Carlson, Smith. That's their top six. Let's throw Alex Tuck in there too. So seven of your forwards, your top forwards, that have been quite, you know, Patch Reddy got a goal last game, but it's, uh, they've all been just quiet this series. And if they want to get past the Canadians, they need those guys to lead the way offensively here tonight and then hopefully into game seven.
1: Yeah, they have so much skill, and gosh, their best player to me has been Wah. I like him. He plays good, but they I, they have it. They're a good team. They, Gosh, they tied for the President's Trophy lead this year. It's just uh, they're so good. Let's get to the elephant in the room because it's, it's what everybody's talking about. Very rarely in this time of the year do you see a goaltender change, let alone back and forth, flip-flop. I was shocked when he put Flurry back in for game five. Maybe I was the only one everybody thought, you know, Flurry made sense. I thought you go with Laner. He played great in game four. Flurry played great in one, two, three, not great, but he played good. Obviously, Laner's got to go in six, I would think. What do you think this has been a distraction or is DeBoer just kind of playing? I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. Can you just, I don't know, give me your insight on this situation?
0: has two number one goalies. They used yeah. it all year. When they're healthy, they did a straight rotation. They had the most wins in the NHL this year with 40. And if it's a distraction, well, they got the wrong players. You know, I don't think it's a distraction at all. If guys can't deal with it, they, they have trust in both these guys. I think, you know, was it a bold move? Perhaps, but it's it's maybe not as bold as we think. Pete hat is a coach that isn't afraid to make the tough decision. Um, And I think he has a real good gauge on his guys when it's, you know, time to rest. And let's, let's remember, you have two goalies. And I think, you know, part of his thinking, you know, at that point was we're going to be making three long plane trips back for game five, back for, well, he knew they're making two back for game six. Now hoping another one for game seven, It's pretty, you know, hoping in a little bit advantageous to have fresh goaltenders that you trust it can kind of rotate through that and, you know, with a little bit of rest in there where the other guy has it. And uh, I think both goaltenders are there, but it goes to what I said earlier the goaltending has not been a problem. No. Um, they need goals.
1: That, no, they haven't been the <clears throat> That hasn't been the problem. If you watch game five, gosh, Montreal had what, 26 yeah. 27 shots? Half of those were grade A chances. Like they were really good chances. Every time they, enter the zone. It's just like heads up. And then Vegas, all their shots are from a perimeter. What do they got to do? Like what, what's the answer for Vegas to, to switch the script because the talent's there, you mentioned work ethic. How do they change up? Do they, do they pull back? And you know what I've noticed this series, Shane, I would say more than half of Montreal goals have come on breakaways or partial breakaways. Why are they jumping behind the defenseman so easily what's going on? Are they not game planning this? Do they not say, hold on, every time, you know, there's a 50-50 puck, the forwards are blowing the zone. Maybe we should pull someone back. Are they being too aggressive? I don't know. You're a D-man. You you know the position.
0: A couple of those times, the d man have got caught outside the dots. It's been some bad plays um, by them. And and yeah, you, sometimes you get caught, but as your partner, you've got to shift the middle. They, they, you know, twice there's one. One guy I can think of twice that has been outside the dots on those breakaways. Uh, He was outside when Cole Caulfield had that good chance in game five, huge save by Leonard. Um, And to go back, why are they getting a chance? Because I think the puck decisions, they're they're trying to force plays. And and that's what happens when you're not scoring. And, and you and I can't reference it. We weren't goal scorers, but guys who are used to it and offense, and you get a little frustrated, then you try to force it. And I think they've got to take a step back, simplify. You know, to get puck possession, you have to make, good puck decisions. And I think through the neutral zone, Montreal's forced them into turnovers and that's forced them into not getting into their four check. So they've got to have more speed in their game. They've got to put pucks in areas. They've got a fast team. They've got a big team, but if you don't put it in an area for recovery, if you're trying to go, you know, East West, or you're trying to make a little backhand pass here and there, it's not going to work about against the Canadians because they do. They wait for the turnovers and they've got some breakaway speed. We saw Paul Byron. You've seen Josh Anderson get around. You've seen uh, Cole Caulfield. And, and they're, they're they're a smart team that has awareness and is able to real feed off those type of plays. So that's off either a soft four check, a, a bad turnover, and, and those are areas where Vegas
1: needs to be better. So tonight it's game six. I believe so. do or die for Vegas. I got a couple of questions. Who are they going to start in net, and what kind of start can we expect? Uh, what kind of team can we expect? I know you're not, you know, into making predictions. You don't have a, you know, a ball or whatever, or eight ball or whatever they call it. What do what do you predict tonight? Obviously, you're going to call a Vegas win. You're hoping for a Vegas win. Who's going to start? What kind of team are we going to see?
0: I think we're going to see Robin Leonard. I just think Pete DeBoer is going to stick with that now. Leonard played terrific there. Uh, you know, in game. Four for uh, travel to me would be the guy I've guessed wrong on this lot in the last (laughs) year, Uh, but that's my guess. And what type of game, man, usually, usually I'd be able to answer this, but it's been, I'll say the type of game I hope I see. So I hope I see the golden Knights that I watched throughout this year, a team that's aggressive that gets on the attack, that takes the play to the opposition that doesn't sit back and wait for themselves to score a goal before they get going. They can't wait tonight. They've got to initiate right from the beginning and impose their game plan on the Canadians. So, uh, Isles Tampa also has a game seven tomorrow night. I don't how much how close you've been keeping up with that series, and who do you like for game seven? I watch well both. Um, I still like Tampa. Uh, I do. I think the Islanders are scrappy, and well, let's see what happens with Kucherov first and foremost. Uh, That's a pretty big. You know, loss significant uh, if he's not back. Um, But, yeah, Tampa's been good in their building stuff. I I had Barry Trotz as a coach. I'm a a big fan of that man and and him as a coach overall. Uh, He's really good. But I also like John Cooper. Two good coaches, two good teams. Uh, It's close. But I, I just, you know, if Kucherov's healthy and he's back in, I think it's Tampa. I still think it might be Braden points. We don't talk about him enough what he's doing is just off the charts, nine goals in the last nine, like nine game goal streak. Uh, that's a season for some of us. Well, that's a career. Sorry. For some of us. That's a double uh,
1: career for some of us.
0: <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, Tap is just, uh, they're the type of team that I think can, can regroup at home. And we saw what they did the last time on home ice. Shay, one more question for me. So we just had the 10 year anniversary of the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup in 2011 obviously you were a big part of that team and that defense. Like, do you still keep in touch with those guys? And what do you think when you look back on that time? Oh, it's so good to look back on that time. And, yeah, you keep in touch with a, a bunch of them. I'm actually trying to see I don't have contacts and trying to get that uh, talk. We'll see if we, if I can get everybody's contacts, see if we can get together here, maybe in my backyard. There's, some, there's a couple things to do here to celebrate. Um but that said, uh, you know, such fond memories of those guys. And you know, everybody saw the Lucic video. Uh, I don't know who sent it out because it came to all of us on text first, just uh, more personalized. Then, uh, but just a great group. I think back and I think back to how hard the ups and downs. Like we had three game sevens that series. We were down 0-2 into the series. First series, we were down o two. Us first two to Montreal. In Boston, we were more than happy to get out of Boston, and they, they were not happy because we were the top seed. Montreal's the bottom. How dare you lose two first two at home, and then down oh two losing the first two in the final to to Vancouver. So the one thing I look back and remember is a special group of guys, special character, and, and a belief you have to have not only one another but in in the group that you're going to get the job done.
1: And do it guys, was it was rock solid. Do the guys on Vegas know who you are at all? Or they just think you're uh, a oh, TV uh, guy? I,
0: I think some of them do, yeah. I, I, I'm not worried if they don't, but I, 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 I'd like to believe they, they kind of do.
1: It helps this when you wear your nice, Stanley Cup so ring nice. and you walk into the room like this.
0: Ah, oh, what's this on my finger? Oh, it's my yeah. Stanley
1: Cup ring. Well, let me tell you about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember the last time I pulled it out. The, the, That's ring a lie. the ring the ring matters. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are in Vegas, Knights. Come on. <laughs> so do you see any comparison between that Boston team who had so much leadership? You guys were sacked from top to bottom. With this Vegas team, is there any kind of comparables between the two? It's
0: it's tough for me to do that. I am you know I'm not in the room. Yeah. you know unless, unless you're in that room and, and know the guys it's it, you know and with how crazy the last year usually part of my job is going down there and talk, I haven't talked to these players since we shut down in March of uh, 2020 so it's uh, I really can't give a well educated uh comment on that I think I think they're more talented than uh than maybe what we had in Boston um, but it's not always talent. Everybody thought Vancouver was more talented, they were more talented than us in the final. But it's uh, it takes more than that at this time of the year.
1: I think it, what's that, that phrase? And it's, it's perfect for this time of year because everybody's talented, it, it's will not skill at yeah. this point. Yeah, and hopefully, Vegas. Gosh, I i pick them. I i, I would love to see a Vegas Tampa Bay final. I right. think that's the sexy final. Everybody would love to see that. I think they're going to take it tonight. It's going to be fun. We're going to have two game sevens. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll get you back on the show when it's the Stanley cup finals. Maybe I'll have another, st- will you get a Stanley cup ring if they win the cup?
0: I, I don't know. I don't Shane, come on. Imagine, you know. Well, usually, usually they do. Yeah. Usually they give okay. broadcasts to staff, everybody around the team. It's a different level, but certainly, yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome. I hope they win, but yeah, I want to see this go seven, come back here to Vegas. Any time I can go to that arena for another game, I'm more than happy.
1: Describe the parade that they're going to get if they do win the cup in Vegas. Oh, no nuts I can't nuts. talk
0: about that. It would be well. Just think about it. You know, you know where it's going to happen <laughs> right uh, down the I, street. I don't, I, I don't think it's one of those things you could ever describe. It's, it's one of those things you just got to take part in.
1: Have the casinos go. embraced them? Like, ha, ha, do they have Vegas stuff all over the place? Do they have like yeah. the the slot machines with Mark Stone?
0: Well, I don't know about the slot machines, but it, it's been like that for year. And I remember year one, you know, all of a sudden you're walking in Caesars, and you know, the souvenirs and just the the, the togas or whatever they've got. Golden Knights gear. Every every hotel souvenir shop has Golden Knights gear, and uh, there, you know, you go to gas stations, and, you know, they got players. It's yeah, it's it's a Golden night city. It really is, and it's it's been embraced, and it's everywhere.
1: Who's the guy that they love the most? Is it Reeves? Because I know he's big as a flurry. Who's the guy in town? Like the number one face of the franchise?
0: You're, I think Reeves is your favorite player. The way you I talking. like
1: no, Revo. I really do.
0: Oh, he's a great guy. Um, no, Mark Andre Flurry is. He's the face of the franchise. He's he's the
1: man. All right, one last one. It's a, it's a tough one. Who are they going to give up to go to Seattle? Who's the guy that they let go? They don't give anybody up. Nobody. That's part of the last, uh, that was part oh, of the Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. See, uh, that was a trick question and you passed. No, I thought I, I, I thought was going to get you. Aren't you the one who went to college of the two of us? Shane, that was a trick question. I already knew the answer. Oh, okay. I thought I was trying to trick you and you passed with flying colors. Well, anyways, my man, always good catching up. You look great. You're doing good. I'm glad you're, uh, you know, killing it out in Vegas. Hopefully they can get to the cup finals and we can see you a little more. But, anyways. Shane Knighty, everybody, the sheriff that they used to call him, Stanley Cup champion, just – he looks better than he ever did. Thanks for coming on, Shane. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you. I guess tomorrow we'll recap all the games. Hopefully we got a game seven to talk about. Two game sevens to talk about. But anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.